tonight we want to resolve our faith. We want to solidify it because we don't want to go back and forth. So tonight, for the beginning of the new year, what we're going to do is resolve. Now let's go to James chapter 2. James chapter 2. And let's see what um, our brother James has to say. Amen. I was trying to wait. I don't see, um, I know normally Sister, Sister Lisa is on. I pray everything is okay. Um, pray that everything is okay. I'm just used to seeing her. All right. But we thank God for everybody that's on Evangelist How. We thank God for Evangelist Last and another faithful one. It's just certain ones I look for when I don't see you. I, um, Sister Carol, of course, is on. Sister Jacinia is on. We thank God we have Shar on tonight. I think Isaiah is on here. So we thank God for those that are on. But we're going to get James chapter number two. James chapter number two. We just want to make sure she's all right. She's all right. That's okay. That's fine. Okay. All right. All right. So let's look at James number two. All right, and we're going to drop down to verses um, 14, I believe. All right, I'll be looking for you guys. I really do, especially if I'm used to you guys being on. I'm just used to it. Um, Lessons. All right, James chapter number two, and we're going to be looking at 14. And it goes like this. It reads like this. What doeth, this is King James Version. What doeth it profit, my brethren? Though a man say he hath faith and have not works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked, and destitute of daily food. And any one of you say unto them, depart in peace, be ye warm and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doeth it profit? Even so faith, if it have not works, I could say there, what doeth it profit? But I'll read it as is. If it have not works, is dead, standing alone. Yea, a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works. And I will show you my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. But the devils also believe and tremble. But will thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? 
Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac, his son, upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled which saith, Abraham believes God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. You see then how that by works, a man is justified and not by faith only. Let me read that again. You see, you see then how that by works, a man is justified and not by faith only. Likewise, also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. All right, so... In the book of James, now I wanted to deal with the three questions that he asked, but actually, as I was reading, I see that he really asked five. But the first question that he talked that he asked was, what doeth it profit a man who say he has faith and don't have works? That's the question. That's something we need to think about. This is the question that is being posed by a man of God who wants to challenge the believers, those who name themselves Christ, Christians, or follow that moniker, I am a Christian. He's now challenging us. I want to ask you a question. What doeth it profit a man? What profit is there if he say he has faith but don't have works? What is the profit there? Okay, so now we answer that honestly. As you go on to as we go on to read and and him beginning to describe um, certain situations, the answer to answer that would be nothing. So we have to deal with that question: What does it profit me, who say I have faith? but don't have the works. Okay. Now he's going to ask the second question. Can faith save him? Can faith standing alone save him? Well, if we continue on with the scripture, he already tells us that faith alone is unprofitable. Faith standing alone is dead. So then, if faith, if we can picture faith now as a body, then faith is dead 
without the work. So then the work is what gives faith life. It is the spirit of faith. So faith standing alone is dead. Mm -hmm. Picture faith as a body. Mm -hmm. So then the work would be the spirit that gives faith life. The work would be the spirit that gives faith life. Faith without works is dead. Hmm. Okay. Third question. Now he's given us an example of something. He's giving us what faith is like without the work. Now we will decree this here as speaking life into them. We will say, depart in peace, be warmed and filled. then we don't do what's needful for the body what did it profit so my words now are empty I needed to do something with what I spoke I couldn't just say to them be filled be warm and send them on their way. Those words are dead. They are not going to feed the person or clothe the person. I have to do something with the word. So now what I do, my action to meet the need gives that word life. So now they can go away Filled to full because the word that I spoke was accomplished by the works I did. So I'm just not speaking empty words. And for the most part, we speak empty words because we say we trust God, but then our works say something different. What are what are my works speaking about concerning my faith. What are my works saying? If I trust God, then my works should testify of that. If I'm believing God, then the works that I do will testify of that. If a man say he has faith, but not works, So my works cannot be detached from what I believe. It's it's almost like being absent from the body. The two have to become one. Because if I begin to say I have faith, but then my works is doing something else, what I've done was created another body. It's It's not faith. I've created something else. My works are detached from what I profess. And in this hour, our works 
have to match what we believe, especially now. Because a lot of us, now remember I said that your works are like spirit. Remember pastor taught us that uh, uh, um, uh, demons are or uh, spirits, watch watch this, without a body. And they're constantly seeking a place to rest. If your works is not seated into your faith, remember your works acts as a spirit that brings your faith alive. So if it works as a spirit and you are not connected to your faith, which is in God, which is in his word, guess what will happen? Your works will link up with another body. In other words, I'll give you an example. The word says that faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. We were taught also covenant that if faith can come by hearing, fear can come by hearing. Now, your works act as a spirit to ignite your faith. It is what gives your faith movement. If you do not connect your works with your faith, because it's a spirit, it will connect to something else. So if they're talking about the coronavirus and the Omicron or whatever, and your, your works are working outside of what you believe, it will connect to what you hear. So now you running around scared every time they say Corona. Now you scared to go outside because you're hearing about the violence. Because it's going to connect because you're a spirit being. God has created you to produce you are a creative being. You are a speaking spirit. Whatever you set your mind to, then you begin to yield to whatever it is. So because it acts as a spirit, so now, like this is how we do. When stuff start getting funny, yeah. our finances will start looking to us, looking funny. So what we do, we'll connect our works to whatever it is we think is going to solve the problem. We won't hook it up to faith. We'll remove it from that. So we're not going to do what the words say do. We're going to put that work into the bank. We're going to put that work into the pill. We're going to put that work into the mattress. So we remove the works from the faith. What gets us as results into something else. And so your faith now lies dormant and all you're doing is speaking empty words. God, I trust you, but your works are saying something different. So now that word is laying dormant, is dead. There's no life to it. No more than there was life when we spoke to that person and say, be warmed, be filled and sent them on their way and did not put the work behind the word. He goes on to explain 
Abraham. Now there was no, I, I don't think it can get crazier than that. I don't think it can get bleak as that. I don't, especially in someone's life for this old man to have this child and God require of him. James said, when God required, Abraham put his works with his faith. When it was required, Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him as righteousness. Who did the counting? God. We don't get to count what's righteous to God. We don't get to do that. We're incapable of judging correctly. We need him. It says, and he counted it unto him as righteousness. What did he count unto him as righteousness? Not just that he walked around and said, I believe God, but his works followed what he said. When God said, leave your, leave your countrymen. Thank you, Lord. Leave your house, all your kinfolk. It wasn't that he just said, Lord, I, I believe you. I trust you. No, no, he did. But his work spoke about what he believed. Matter of fact, he didn't have to say it. His work spoke for him. He didn't have to say to nobody, I believe God. The moment he packed his bags, not knowing where he was going, his works spoke for him. It was his works. He said this, gave us another example. Rahab. They came to a city that they were getting ready to destroy, to spy it out. This woman who was in Harlot back in the, in the, at that particular moment had decided to believe God it was counted unto her. This is amazing. As righteousness, how do I know? Her family and her whole house was saved. She didn't just say it, but her works is what spoke for her. She sent them out another way. And I'm gonna tell you how God, just how it's so amazing, he's so amazing because even in her unlearnedness, I'm making up a word. Even in her not knowing him, right? Because she told a tale to protect the men of God. And God respected that. And sent them another way. And so even while we're we don't quite understand it. We're trusting it. She was able to trust God, but she didn't even fully understand him. She didn't know who he was. She, she didn't know. So she tells a pretty tale, saved those men's lives, and God counted it 
unto her for righteousness. We would, I would have judged her. Man, she a dead lion. She a harlot. Look what God did. He took that. He, I mean, and and saved her entire family. Her works spoke for her. And he's and so it is like this for us. Our works is what speaks for us, not just what we say. It's not just what we say. What is my work saying about my faith? Because now I gotta look at myself. Because if if it's absent from what he said, I've never been in an hour, I'm in an hour where so many people are saying, God said, God said, God said, God said, but they're not doing nothing he said. If God told you anything and you're disobeying, what does that say about you? You said God told you that. You said God told you to do that. You said God told you to go there. If you're not doing what you said, God said to you, what does that say about you? Are we that arrogant to disobey God? Are we that arrogant as believers? When we say God said, when you truly believe what God said, no one or no thing should stop you from doing what he told you to do or being obedient, nor height, nor death, nor anything present, nor anything to come, nor death, nor life, nothing should be able to separate you from your faith. If it's separating you from your faith, then you got a question. Do I really, did I really trust God in, in, at all? Did I really trust him when I said, because I can say it, but my works is what will speak for me. Will it, we'll, we'll, we'll equate that to everything else in life. Well, he's, if the woman says she loves you and the man says he loves you, if they cheating on you, if they beating you up, is that love? And that's the way we see, see how we judge? We, 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 we crazy. We know to judge that right. But we can't judge if we're truly walking in the faith. If we're doing what God told us to do. Despite. In spite having a full, a full, a fully made up mind. I've determined, I've resolved it. That nothing is going to separate me from my faith. And not just that, but my works are going to prove what I said. I'm not backing down. I'm not compromising. My works is going to prove what I said. And so James had the responsibility to remind the believer. Because much like today, we have a lot of this. I wanted to buy me a t-shirt that say, talk less, do more. To remind myself 
that my life is more about the action, not by what I say. So no matter what comes in my life, I walk by faith. I walk by the works of my faith because my works is going to match what I believe that he said, period. I'm choosing, see, that choice. I'm choosing to trust him. So now I won't just, it won't just be empty words because for the most part, if we're not careful, they can just be that empty words with no life because faith without works is dead, is dormant. So I'm just speaking, but there's nothing. And the enemy just, you know, he's not intimidated by what we say. It's really not. He gets shaken in his boots by how we live and what we do. He already know. He's like, I, I, that's what gets him quaking. We, we, can, we can talk all day. You can throw words all day. That's like the sticks and stones in his book. You, you can do that all day. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but the word you speak ain't gonna hurt. It ain't moving nothing. He ain't, he ain't worried about that. But when our works connect with our faith, now we're seeing results. We are producing, especially in this hour, we won't be easily distracted. And it's not for the faint. Walking in faith is not for the faint. It's not for the double-minded man. James talks about that. It's not for the fearful. It's not for the finicky. It's not for the easily shaken. Walking by faith takes courage. Walking by faith takes total obedience. Not just saying we have we gonna walk in total obedience. It takes it. Not just talking it. It takes it. Twelve disciples in one boat. I'm sitting here because I'm imagining the moment. I'm imagining being in that moment on that boat with them when a great storm arises. I'm imagining myself being in that boat. And on his word, he say, come. Peter's faith was on display. Not because he, he saw Jesus, everyone saw him. They thought at first he was a spirit. But he cries out and say to him, if that's you, listen. I'm not even going to hold you. Do you know how much faith that he had to have? 
to say, if that you tell me to come. In a storm, I, I went on a cruise. I'm not even going, I, I, listen, I'm, I'm t- I, I was on a cruise. I looked out on that water. To, to I'm, I'm actually, I'm blown away because we read these, we read these testimonies, but I don't think we give it a moment to settle, to just sit there, to settle in our minds and in our conscious, what that looks like. For him to say that, and then for Jesus to say, come. This man just like you and me, steps out of the boat onto an ocean. Faith is not for the weak. He took God at his word. If I was on the boat, I think Reese would have been quiet. I don't think I would have said nothing. Help me, Lord. But in order for Peter to see that, he had to take God at his word. It just wasn't enough for him to say, is that you? He had to demonstrate, I'm going to trust you. If it's you, tell me to come. How many of us are willing to do that? Lord, in this hour that we're in, I don't know where we are. The world is going nuts. The economy is still uh, out of whack. People are losing their lives. Help me. Help me. I want to come. I want to see your glory. Peter said, in the midst of what is in all of this, storms raging, people scared, screaming, hollering, people scared to go outside, double masking, triple masking. Taking the vaccine, going to get the booster, all of these things. In the midst of that, Peter said, Lord, tell me to come. Everybody's screaming and crying out, don't know what to do. Boat is over, being filled with water. And his faith and works got together because it's just not enough to say, Lord, is it you? But you got to be willing to do what he tell you to do. Even in the midst of everything that's going on, Father, I'm going to take you at your word. Things not adding up, but I'm going to take you at your word. Because I read somewhere that you're able to bring a, a lot out of nothing. I read in your word 
that when the woman only had a, a, a little a bottle of oil and you told her to go borrow, that didn't make sense. And she began to pour. And out of that, Lord, you were able to sustain and provide for her. I read it, Lord, and I'm taking you at your word. I'm trusting you. Father, I'm just going to rely. I'm going to depend on you. No matter what you said in your word, that you're my healer. I'm going to stand on it. And even get bold enough to say, but if not, that's when your works have matched your faith. Your faith is a walking, it's walking. It walks beside you. When you leave out of your house, you're not alone. It's walking beside you because your works have given it life. You're able to do anything. He said, nothing will be impossible unto that man. Why? Because his works is making his faith alive. It is speaking for him. It is speaking for her. So no matter what, my works has connected to my faith. My words are not empty. They're full of life. They're full of breath. They're full of works. I'm, I'm do, I must work, Jesus said, the works of him. My, my faith and my works are connected and it's going to bring about results. And so in this year, in this year, starting with myself, my prayer is that my works will connect with my faith. And it's no longer just talking. Talk less, do more. Walk by faith. Walk by faith. Walk by faith. How you walk by faith? Your works. Your works, it gives your faith legs. He says they're righteous. He calls them righteous. The just, the just lives what? By faith. Who justifies us? He do. The just lives by what? It's telling us. How do the just live? By faith. <laughs> I'm justified by faith. How do the just live? By faith. Your works of faith must become one. It can't be separated because that, that work, that'll find something. It'll find something to give life to. It's going to give life to fear. It'll give life to disobedience, whatever. All you got to do is check your works. Am I trusting God in this area? Well, go check your work. Go check it. It'll tell you. Am I just talking? Go check your work. There's a song that um, the mother used to sing back in the day. And I'm, I'm going to stop now. I want y'all to keep me in prayer, okay? I have to go to the doctors on the 27th for them to look at the slope. So keep me in prayer. But the song went like this. May the works I've done speak for me. <laughs> I wish I could sing it. But I can't sing it eventually. So my throat's starting to burn. But that was the song. May the works I've done speak for me. Our works are speaking for us. 
You just got to look and see what it's saying. Because it's either going to say that we're walking in faith or we're walking in something else. Check your work. Check your work. And this hour in time, got to make sure. Have God said? That's the question. Have God said? Whatever he told you to do and you're not doing it, you got to check yourself. Has God said? If he said it, then we sh- our faith and our work should be matching what he said regarding our lives. Period. So this year, as, as, as a body, church body, Covenant of Glory Ministries. I pray that we will walk by faith to full, meaning that our works is keeping that faith alive in our lives. It's intact. So we can receive everything God has for us in this year. Not being moved by the waves. It's a lot of waves. And guess what? It's going to be a lot more because he's coming. He's coming. Don't look for things to get better. Look for your faith to get better. It's time to get up. It's time to walk by faith. Trust God's word regarding your life. Especially if you testify, he said it. If you testify, you have a responsibility to what you know. He said to him that knoweth to do and doeth it not. It is a sin, period. Period. So he's calling us uh, to responsibility. I can't give up. And you know what? And and here's the last thing I'm going to say. We got to learn to stop walking by sight. See, we say these things, but we walk by sight because let something go wrong. But I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, some things I can't say. But your first lady now, y'all call me your first lady. I really don't like that word. Sister Lisa say, Lady Hill, I don't like, I really don't like that word. I just think that it's a privilege. Like, honestly, talking to you, honestly, that it's just a privilege um, for God to think that I was capable of doing something like this. I do not take that lightly. And to be an example, I just can't wait. I pray that I do him well, do a good job. So that when I do see him, he give me my crown. That's all I care about. But to be an example, and that's what I try to be. I don't look at myself as any type of trailblazer. But I do understand that sometimes the places that he has me walk, I have to walk 
so that others can see. And so I made up my mind that I'm going to serve them no matter what. I've never changed my stance, no matter what I go through. When he called me at 18 and called me to be a teacher, and even in this place, I'm here today because of a yes that I've made years ago because of what he said. As faith, I'm here today because my works lined up with my faith. And I've decided to answer what he, when he said it, when he called me, and do what he called me to do. And I'm content with that. So that's why you won't hear me complain. I didn't say I don't get discouraged, but I will not allow myself to walk by sight. Because if I did that, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be your first lady. I would have quit a long time ago. If I allowed myself to walk by sight, I would have given up. But I made up in my mind that the calling on my life was greater than my situation, than anything that I, that I would ever face. I resolved it. So I'm going to live for him. I'm going to do what he say, even if nobody else do. I'm going to support the ministry, even if nobody else do. I'm going to stay on my knees, even if nobody else do. Because the calling of God is precious to me. The responsibility that he placed on me is special to me. I love him because he first loved me. And because he, I love him, that's what helps me to love everybody else. As I said, we love him first, you'll do what's right. You love him first, you'll take the calling seriously. You love him first, nothing can distract you from it. Nothing. It almost sounds harsh because I'll walk away from people before I'll walk away from him. Just resolved it. Just made up in my mind. That's how important, that's how important he is and the call, especially when you know you heard him. It makes a difference when you really know you heard him. It's his word that constrains me. It won't let me go. And it gives you that little bit extra. So let us, especially those that are word carriers, guys, this is getting ready to get tough. Because <laughs> ain't nobody enduring sound doctrine anymore. People are going after the smoke and mirrors of ministry. Nobody wants to endure hardness. Nobody wants to endure sound doctrine. Nobody wants to do nothing. They don't want to put the work in. They don't want to struggle. They don't want to do nothing. So they'll go where it's easy. They ain't got to do nothing. Nothing's required for them. They ain't got to live right. They ain't got to give. They ain't got to support. They ain't got to do nothing. They'll just see. That, that, that's the hour that we're in. But I pray. I, and I know he has. He said, I have some. He always has some. You know, you always feel like, well, Lord, this looks like. But no, he has some. 
And I pray that um, this year will be for us coming in a year of true growth, spiritually, mentally, physically, financially, in every area of our lives. And that we will continue to do the work. There's so many great things that I believe God has in store for us. We're going to put the work in. We're going to get behind our leader. We're going to support the ministry. We're going to do what God called us to do. And I promise you, I, I'm telling y'all, as a way by way of testimony, I've never seen him fail us, no matter what. And it, it, it get tough. It get tough. I'm learning more and more. When Pet Bishop would say some things, I'm learning more and more. But God has never failed. He's made a way, especially when he calls you to something. It is him that sustains it. When God has called you to something, he's going to keep you. All you got to do is keep pushing. Don't you give up. If he called you, you are his responsibility. And he's going to make a way no matter what, out out of no ways. And I'm a living witness of that. So we do love you. We do appreciate each and every one of you. Um, I, I, I'm just so happy to see y'all on, on tonight. I promise you I am. I promise. I'm so happy every time when I see. It's just certain ones. Sister Lisa, I, I, I'm sorry, Evangelist. I just had to have them call you because I'm so used to it. Those that I know, like Debbie on, I just want to make sure you are right. I just wanted to make sure you were all right. As always, Evangelist Howard has been faithful. Uh, a lesson, uh, just a jewel to the body, faithful. Sister Carol doesn't know, but she brings me so much joy. When Pastor call her joy, I'd rather call her Sister Joy. I have to remind myself to call her Sister Carol because that's her name. But I love seeing Sister Joy, who has been faithful, just sending a um, young woman coming up in the, in the things of God. God is going to use her mightily. We thank God for her. And of course, we thank God for our leader on tonight. Of course, I thank God for my children who is always supportive of the ministry. I thank them so much. I really do. Um, They help carry the load. I'm believing God for you. I really am. I'm believing God for each and every one of us. Now, remember, please keep your first lady in prayer. All right. So I don't want to talk about certain things because certain things I just don't get credit to. I just don't. I refuse to. But keep me in prayer. All right, as we do this, I'm going to go ahead because I I need to do it. Um, but, yeah, but I've been prayed for. And I believe that word. I, I believe I saw I saw faith in my son. His faith was so, I saw it. I, I, I saw it. I said, Lord, listen, lay your hands on me real fast <laughs> because I saw his faith. So I'm believing God. And um, like I said, I'm still, I believe him. I don't even, I believe him. I don't know what else to say. I trust him and whatever he say, I'm just excited because that he chooses. I don't, I don't think you understand. I'm really excited. Um, nothing really upsets me much. Uh, I'm learning to just trust him because every time when he takes me through something, he always, he always give me the victory. I've, I've never, I've never lost evangelist. Never. So I'm a win. I'm a win. I've never lost. I've never lost. I look back over. Um, and you know, you look back over your life and you wonder how you made it over. I made it over. He's blessed me. And I'm so excited. 
about him. I just, I just trust him so much. I really do. That's not something I say. I really do trust him. I trust him with my life. So we just want y'all to keep us in prayer. And I want us to grow, man. I'm telling you, I want us to grow. And I want us, I would rather have y'all than a people full of church that don't want to do nothing. I'd rather have a people that's willing to get in the trenches with us spiritually and help us to carry on the work than a full of people that just come to just do nothing. So I pray that this January, as we do our consecration, that we would really get closer to God more, not asking him to stop, but just become reacquainted with him and with his presence. You do that, we'll be all right. You ain't got to worry about what tomorrow holds. He tells us that. Like, that's really a powerful statement when you really, really think about it, y'all. When he says, don't take thought, like, that is a serious thing. But get a, get get close. It won't be, it won't seem hard at all. Because he said, basically, I got you. Don't worry about that stuff. Put your eyes on me. I'll never forget that. We see, I heard him. We see, keep your eyes on me. And I said, Lord, what are you getting ready to do? Nevertheless, help me. That's what I told him. Help me. And I'm telling you, every time, every time, I don't have to worry about it. He makes a way. He opens the door. Living witnesses, y'all. So please be encouraged. Let's truly walk by faith. And and I thank God for Brother James and his writings and teaching because it helps us to examine ourselves, right? And we go back and we look, Lord, what does my work say about me? And make that adjustment. The word not the the word of God doesn't adjust for nobody. We have to adjust. So you gotta reset, recommit, whatever you gotta do. Repent, have them. Be adjust. So we can be in line so that we can be called the righteousness of God. And check this out, a friend of God. That's powerful to be called a friend of God. 